Welcome to C3 San Diego. Need something fresh, real, and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get live stream service notifications, podcasts, and up-to-date information on upcoming events. We are so glad you're joining us for a powerful, life-transforming message from one of our C3 San Diego pastors. We would love to hear about how God is impacting your life through this ministry. Please share your experience with us at info at c3sandiego.com. If you'd like to be a part of what C3 Church is doing in the city of San Diego and beyond, you can contribute financially by going to c3give.com and choosing the giving option that works best for you. We hope you enjoy this message. Come on, let's give God a shout. He's already done great things today and we're so expectant of all that he's gonna do in this incredible service. Amen, amen. Oh, wow, look at you. Is there even a seat to be had? Go ahead and take your seats. So beautiful and welcome live stream. It's gonna be a powerful Sunday, get ready. So everyone, it is Freedom Weekend. Who came ready? Yes. It's going to be incredible. So we always, at least one Sunday a year, we dedicate to this uh, Freedom Weekend. But uh, I want to just kind of preface how this morning's going to go. So Freedom Weekend, it's not a, a topic that's necessarily taught about that often from the pulpit because it can get a little complicated. It can get a little little messy, but uh, in, in all the best ways, messy. But um, we need to teach around this. Jesus spent one-third of his ministry casting out demons and setting the oppressed free. A third of his ministry. And then he commissions us in Mark 16, 15 through 17. He says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak in new tongues. So it's not just important, it is a necessary part of Christianity. And so we're going to tackle this subject today. And because it isn't a topic that's really well known or talked about much from the pulpit, what it's going to look a little differently this morning. I'm going to do just some teaching, some explanation, um, just so we can all kind of gain a little bit of an understanding so then we can prepare our hearts for God for what God wants to do at the end of the service. There's gonna be some teaching and then powerful application of God's incredible, mighty work in and through our lives at the end of the service. So are we good? Yes. Good. All right, thank you so much, worship team. Were they not amazing today? Ushering in the presence of God. It was so powerful. I was rocking out backstage. So um, an important and necessary part of Christianity. So and, you know, and I, and I know there's some controversy, uh, you know, can Christians actually be oppressed by the devil? Can we be influenced by evil spirits? You know, we're children of God. Like, is this possible? I'll, I'll kind of unwrap that and help you understand as we go on a way that actually it is possible. And I was one of those people. So be very comfortable. You're in good hands. And honestly, this topic is so huge and so vast, so we're just going to scratch the surface today and just kind of open our eyes to a little bit more of an understanding around this. It's so important for us to understand this, and I want to encourage you, ladies, get to Cherish Unplugged. It's going to be so powerful, and there's going to be more ministry time and more understanding and more teaching around this. But we need to know how to understand this, identify it, and operate in it, because not just 
the people in this room have some things they need to get set free from. So many people are out in the world in bondage, living under oppression, and they have no idea. And it is up to us to be the light of the world and to set the captives free. So I get so excited around this topic. I think this is my fourth year in a row I've preached on Freedom Sunday because I've experienced it. I've lived it, and I understand it, and it gets me excited. Because I know, in, in, in one moment, you guys, 10 years of torment from the age 16 to 26, I was tormented by evil spirits. I had no idea I had them. I'm going to go into my story in a bit. But I had no idea. And in a moment, my whole life changed. I was completely set free. So I am so thankful that there were people in my world that were willing to get a little bit messy with me to get my freedom, to set me free. And we are not a church that we are afraid to get a little bit messy. So people can walk out of this place set free, changed, and transformed. So today, I really believe that a lot of us are going to be awakened to the understanding that there may be more behind our struggle than meets the eye. There may be more behind that struggle, that stronghold, that ceiling, that frustration, that issue, that dysfunction than what we are just seeing in the natural. And the truth is going to set some people free today. The truth is going to set some people free today. And the enemy's getting a little bit anxious because he's being exposed right now. So can I just say this? Don't get rid of it out. It's totally fine. So if you're starting to feel a little bit anxious already, I'm just going to throw out a scenario. Your head might, you might have a headache, feel a little bit of a pressure, feel a little nauseous all of a sudden. You might be getting really hot or really cold. I just need to ask you to please stay. So when the enemy knows he's about to be exposed, that he can't, he's not going to have the opportunity to wreak havoc in people's lives, the um, spirits that have been oppressing us can get a little bit agitated, and it manifests in physical things. So we've had people run out of buildings and, and all of that when we start talking about this. So please just, um, please just stay. Please just stay. Today, everything can change. And some of you, today is the day that everything changes. Not tomorrow, today. So I want to just uh, reference the scripture. And again, guys, I'm going to kind of skip over some of it for time's sake. But it's the story in Exodus 8. And I'll just give you a little bit of the backstory. So this is where the Israelites were slaves in Egypt. And so God comes to Moses and he says, go before Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. Let the Israelites go. And if he won't let them go, I'm going to send plagues on the nation. And so Moses goes to Pharaoh, let my people go, and he says no. And so the first plague was he turned all the water in the land to blood. And so then that plague passed, and he approaches Pharaoh again and says, let my people go. And he says no, and he says, well, if you don't, there's going to be a plague of frogs coming in all the land. So it says, like, we're going to command all the frogs to come out of the Nile, and there's going to be frogs in your beds, on your children, touching your feet, in your ovens, in your kneading bowls, like, bleh, like, ew, you know? And so, yeah, so this is what's going to happen. And so he wouldn't let the people go. So guess what? Frogs were on their children, in their kneading bowls, in their kitchens, everywhere. Can you imagine, like, touching frogs everywhere? Like, it's so disgusting. And so I'm going to pick up in Exodus 8, verse 8, or chapter 8, verse 8. It says, Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, Plead with the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. I'll let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. You set the time. And then Moses replied to Pharaoh, 
Tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials and your people, then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs. So Moses says, tell me, Pharaoh, when you want the frogs to go away. And then Pharaoh replied, do it tomorrow. There's frogs on your children, in your ovens, in your beds, jumping on you, plaguing you, and you have the power to rid yourself of the things that plague you, those frogs in your life. And he says, how about tomorrow? No, why not today? It doesn't have to be tomorrow. So this is the title of my message today. We get to choose frogs or your freedom. Frogs or freedom. If we have the choice to be set free from the struggles, the dysfunctions, the issues, the addictions, the anger, the rage, all of these things, today, why would we not choose it? But you'd be surprised how many people are comfortable living with their frogs. I was one of those people. I liked my frogs. So my story, many of you know it, but it's necessary to share. I was plagued with uh, free, uh, fear and anxiety for 10 years, from the time I was 16 to 26. It dominated every moment of my life. I don't know if there was an hour that passed that I wasn't consumed with irrational, fearful, anxious thoughts. And it came in because I was, I was repeatedly wounded, betrayed, and abused by all of the men in my life. And so there was an open wound in my heart. And at 16, I didn't know how to deal with, with an open wound. So it was not cared for properly. So it's an example of like a real open wound. If you don't care for it, it's going to get infected and it can ruin your whole body. Well, much like in the spiritual, that open wound left undealt with left an open door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in that area of my life. So in Ephesians 4, 27... It says, nor give place to the devil. In some other versions, it says, do not give the devil a foothold. But the word place, nor give place to the devil, is a legal foothold, an opportunity, or a legal right to enter and occupy. So my undealt with hurt and trauma was leaving the enemy an opportunity to come into that area of my life. And evil spirits are always looking for what we, what's called today gateways to enter into people's lives. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's walking around looking for who he may devour. And he enters in to people's lives through these gateways where we allow the opportunity for him to come in. So I want to, so here, an example, and it, the guys don't have this, but John 13, 27, it's Jesus in the Last Supper, and he's sitting there with his disciples, and Judas decides to betray Jesus. He chooses to betray him, and then the next line in the scripture says, and Satan entered him. So because of a, a, a an act of disobedience toward Jesus. He opened himself up to sin, and because he gave the devil access to that area, a gateway, you know, he's roaming around like a roaring lion, and he pounces on that opportunity, and Satan entered him. And then we know he goes on and betrays Jesus. So the enemy looks for gateways, and they can be caused by our own sinful choices, things that are done to us, or sometimes through the generational line. 
So I'm just gonna go over some different gateways. This is not, again, not all encompassing. I'm just scratching the surface. I just wanna help you go, oh, people will begin to identify with some of these and things may start to make sense why there's certain struggles in, in areas of your life. So gateways, they can enter in through generational sins. If you want to look up a scripture, it's Exodus 21 through 5 later, just talking about how sins can be passed down from generation to generation, and the enemy can enter in that way. Any activity with the occult, so your Ouija boards, your palm readers, your horoscopes, your witch doctors, things like that, they're all operating, our spirits of divination, and, and they can enter in that way. Sinful habits, you're basically like, if you're choosing to repeatedly sin, you're basically saying, I'm choosing to be disobedient to God in this area of my life, and you're giving the enemy access to torment you in that area. Holding on to unforgiveness. Uh, your fantasy life opens the door for opportunity. The imagination. Sexual sin, which talks about uh, to become one flesh. Well, if you become one, anything that they're dealing with can be transferred when you become one with that person. It's a gateway for the enemy. Drugs, undealt with anger. Ephesians 4.26 talks about that. It's a massive foothold for the enemy to come in. Um, emotional wounds, massive rejection or abandonment, trauma, accidents, fear, intense grief, um, abortions. I know uh, we had a beautiful, she was in her 70s in our church years ago, and she had been silent and stayed in shame and guilt around numerous abortions that she had had when she was younger, and she had been tormented by a spirit of grief um, for years, and at 70, 70 years old, she experienced a massive deliverance, massive deliverance. Imagine living for decades, decades being tormented, and she was set free in a moment because the power of God met her where she was at. Inner vows, making inner vows can allow the enemy access. And that's what happened to me. I made the inner vow, I'll never trust a man. Men can't be trusted. And then so the enemy was like, oh, okay, so you're going to believe that lie. So now I'm going to come in and mess with this area of your life. I want to go over just some signs of demonic oppression. So again, this is just like our teaching moment. Are we doing okay? Okay, this is not the normal. If you're a visitor, this isn't necessarily the norm. Uh, but it's necessary. It is necessary. So some signs of demonic oppression, the incapacity to live a normal life. So difficulty in normal social situations, you feel drawn to isolation, depression, solitude, extreme behaviors, uncontrollable anger, explosive tempers, irrational emotions, so the uncontrollable fears, anxieties, or insecurities, personality disorders, or a sudden change in your personality, self-defeating, self-destructive thoughts, restlessness, insomnia, nightmares, sexual dreams. Um, again, the pain talked about um, in the stomach, a lot of times in the head. Um, inability to focus. Um, obviously, some more common things, voices that are not your own. Uh, so that's always interesting when one of your good friends starts talking to you in a demon voice. And it happens. It's not... And it, you don't have to be scared. We have authority over it. But it happens. Like, here's my BFF, and you're trying to deliver her, and then all of a sudden they say they hate you in a voice you don't recognize. It sounds like a man. You're like, wow, okay. So, so again, these are you know, obviously some signs of demonic oppression. Supernatural strength, we've seen that. Uh, Regular-sized gentlemen couldn't be held down by six of our big guys. It's like a usher's dream. Um, <laughs> oh, they're waiting for it, man. They love it. Um, Inner anguish, so persistent anguish and grief, self-harm, suicidal thoughts, self-destructive 
uh, habits, eating disorders, addictions, unexplained physical infirmities. We see time and time again in the scripture that a woman with the issue of blood, no doctor can help her, um, born uh, blind and mute. And, the, and Jesus, he did, all he says was, he just like, cast out the unclean spirit and they're made well, like right away. He casts out the spirit of infirmity. So not all sickness... It's just sickness. A lot of it is attached to a spirit, the spirit of infirmity. Uh, and another sign is just uh, struggles and patterns through family lines. So you see after generation from generation, the divorce after divorce, addictions, struggles, behavioral, uh, emotional strongholds, fear being passed down, things like that. So those are just some signs of demonic oppression. So back to my story. So I had no idea at the time. I was a Christian, but I had no idea that I was giving the enemy a foothold, a place for him to enter into my life. I had no idea. I didn't know that my undealt with hurt was giving him a gateway to torment me in this area. But so I didn't understand this, that there was a spiritual battle behind all this. Like I didn't understand the rules of engagement, but our enemy doesn't necessarily play by the rules, does he? If he's a roaring lion seem, seem, like seeking who he can devour, he's gonna, a lion pounces on any opportunity of weak prey. So, so that, 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 that was in my case, so I didn't understand it. But what's interesting and amazing is some of you right now are beginning to understand, so you no longer are gonna be an easy target for that enemy. So open wound, I made an inner vow that I'm never gonna trust a man, and Im immediately fear, a spirit of fear entered my heart. Again, I didn't know it at the time. And so that fear of potentially being hurt again caused me to have massive anxiety and worry that then manifested and me trying to control every situation to try to protect myself from going back to that place of pain. And so I basically became a control freak, all right? And my husband's here to attest to this. Uh, I pretty much was crazy. Yes, I was crazy. You can pray for him. Uh, and up until this point, so it had destroyed, this, this anxiety, worry, and control destroyed every relationship I was in. Um, up until this point. Like, I would follow my boyfriends around, and I would, like, check their phones, and I was, like, I was a psycho. And, um, and so it destroyed every single relationship. Every single relationship ended because of my insecurities, my worry, and my anxiety and control. And the only reason why it didn't prevent John from marrying me, because I wised up, and I kind of kept my level of craziness under wraps until we got married. <laughs> I know, he had no idea what he was getting into. Then I'm like, the Jesus says it's for life. You're married, you're stuck with me. Then I was like, raw, I'm a psycho. Um, <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah. So it was full on, you guys, full on. Like it went immediate from like happily married and I was just like, you're never allowed to go out after work. You have to come straight home. I'm like, and I'm gonna check your phone. And you could never, don't even think about going on a bachelor party. I was just like, I mean, just like rules, rules, rules. Like everything he did. Like I would not allow him to watch TV without my presence because what if he watched something that was like remotely inappropriate? And then uh, I wouldn't, I'd make him like close his eyes close his eyes, close his eyes during commercials. So like a Victoria's Secret commercial came on, if he didn't immediately close his eyes, he was instantly rebuked and he spent three nights on the couch 
one night because he watched the Victoria's Secret commercial and didn't close his eyes fast enough. This is real life, people. I'm just, just giving you some insight into the level of my craziness. And then I wouldn't let him go to the Charger games. Like, he loves football. But I wouldn't let him go because, like, what if, what if he runs into one of the cheerleaders and he likes them more than me? You guys, this is, like, irrational. Like, how likely would that be? That he's going to run into a cheerleader and then randomly run off with her? Like, and he gave me no reason not to trust him. I, it was just, it was all in me. And, like, stuff like this, you guys, like, it was just constant. It was out of control. And every time, I couldn't, we, and we never, we live in San Diego. We could not go to the beach because there was people in bikinis. Not happening. I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't, I would literally have an anxiety attack. And so, and, and then I'd be like, control yourself, control yourself. It's going to be okay. Uh, and then I'd be like, you okay? You okay? Ah! And then I'd freak out. Like no matter what I did in the natural, I read every book on trust and feeling secure and every book on insecurities. And I went to counseling and I did all of that stuff and nothing in the natural helped me. I was literally tormented in my mind. But the problem was I was trying to deal with the supernatural problem in the natural. I had, I only had natural weapons. My, my books on insecurities and, and my counseling, they were only natural, but it was a supernatural battle. I didn't have the right weapons to fight and have victory in this area. And again, I had no idea that I, there was like anything demonic happening. I was completely unaware. Again, easy target. And so it wasn't until John was just like, just wow. <laughs> like, I can't do this. Like, you're nuts. And so he, his aunt and uncle have a deliverance ministry in Fresno. And so he had Aunt Joan call me. And so she just started, like, going, what are you so afraid of? There's a spirit of fear attached. And I'm just like, a spirit of fear? Like, what do you mean? So she started, like, helping me understand that there might be a little bit more than some natural things behind my craziness. And so I realized then and there I did need some deliverance. And John was just like, that's it. Get in the car. I'm driving you to Fresno because that's where they live. And so that was an awkward drive. <laughs> yeah. Five hours. And he's like, yeah, you got demons. I'm like, oh demons and so um so we get to fresno and we start this whole prayer session and honestly god can meet you in a moment he could have set me free in a second because that's how powerful our god is but the problem is i didn't want to let go of my frogs i was very comfortable with my frogs because my frogs gave me the illusion that i was protected so because i could control, it made, I, I literally like, it was like an illusion that I was somehow not gonna get hurt because I could control everything. So I, I was very comfortable with keeping my frogs. I was very uncomfortable to think that I couldn't control John anymore because that made me fearful. And so I was not cooperating with my deliverance. Like it was just like, I was there ready to get delivered, but when it was faced with, you gotta learn how to operate differently. You gotta learn how to manage your fear in a healthy way. You've gotta learn to trust. I was just like, oh no, I'd rather keep my frogs. You guys, it, it could have taken 30 seconds. It took me four hours to get delivered because I was resisting that freedom. But the moment I realized it'd be more painful to live with my frogs, it was going to destroy my marriage, that pain seemed less than having to live with me for the rest of my life like that. And so I finally realized I have to let go of these frogs. This is what was plaguing my life for so many years. And so the moment I was willing to not 
agree and cooperate with the spirit of fear. I was released just like that. And literally this captive was set free in a moment. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. He's going to do it for you because he came to heal all who were sick and free all of those who were oppressed by the enemy. So in a moment, everything could change. So I, I, just, I just know what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. I know that he's awakening people to understand there might be more to why they can't break free from this struggle or this addiction or this stronghold or this dysfunction or this fear or anxiety, whatever it may be. I think I, I know God is doing a work right now in some people's hearts and everything is gonna change today. Not tomorrow, but today. Today in Jesus' name. And I really felt to declare this scripture over you, Luke 3, 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And the church said, amen, amen. amen. I want to read Luke 10, 19. Because a lot of people are a little uncomfortable to think that there's this unseen, organized evil in the universe. <laughs> can feel a little unsettling. But we don't have to feel unsettled because the good news is we don't have to live in fear of the devil because he has power, absolutely. He was never rid of his power. What he was rid of is his authority to exert his power over us. We, we serve a higher power. And the Bible says in Luke 10, 19, behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So today we're going to exercise our authority in Jesus over these areas that the enemy has held us captive to. And that is good news today. We're going to serve notice. We're going to give the enemy an eviction notice that the territory he's taken in our lives, we are evicting him and he no longer can have that ground in our lives. And so today truly is the day of freedom for so many. And that is such good news. It can happen in a moment. And that's the good news. But I have a little bit of bad news or seemingly bad news because we want it to just be that magic moment, don't we? And absolutely, you're set free. It's done. However, the bad news is, or the unfortunate thing is, it isn't a magic antidote to keeping our freedom. Just like that song was saying, he can split the sea, but we have to walk right through it. He's going to split the sea, but we have to walk in our freedom. God's going to set you free today, but keeping your freedom is your responsibility. They are your demons. They are your responsibility. And we have to learn how to live in freedom. I was set free in a moment from that spirit of fear. That overwhelming, like all-consuming emotion that would overtake me, that was completely gone. But that didn't mean that fearful thoughts didn't still try to come in. That I didn't feel a little concerned or anxious when things, it just didn't overpower me anymore. I could actually now function and do something about it. So I had to choose to not go back to my former way of dealing with that fear. I couldn't go to control and a freak out session. I had to actually go, okay, 
God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of sound mind. I will not go back to the way I was. I am set free. I'm a daughter of the king. You will not have this territory. I am no longer afraid. And I had to just start declaring scriptures. And then I had to submit everything to God, like God, but I am a little worried. I give this to you right now. Fill me with the peace that surpasses all understanding. I had to renew my mind. I had to learn a new way of operating. 10 years, 10 years of operating in one way. You're going to have to undo some of those healthy patterns. God can set you free from a spirit of rejection. So many people walk around feeling rejected. They're never accepted anywhere they go. And they always think it's everybody else's problem. Oh, well, you know, these friends or this leader or this boss. Oh, it's all. No, actually, you're the common denominator. You may suffer from, you might have a spirit of rejection hovering over your life. So every opportunity you walk into, you are already defeated. You are already rejected. God can set you free from that. But if you then don't do the work and understand your identity, who you are in Christ, who he created you to be, that you are created in his image, you're going to go right back to the behavior and the mindsets and the patterns that got you under that stronghold in the first place. So God's going to do the work right now, absolutely. But from here on out, it is your responsibility to keep the ground that you get back for today from the devil. And it's not just taking back the ground. You have to eventually establish new ground. I couldn't just decide I'm not fearful anymore. Now I actually had to learn how to trust. It couldn't just go beyond not being scared. Now it's like, oh, now I have to actually choose to trust and to walk in that. God can set you free from a spirit of poverty. The poverty mentality that so many of us have that you, you just, you're always worried. You always look at the lack instead of what God can do. There is a fear. He can set you free from that. But if you don't just, you have to keep that ground. But then, then the new responsibility is like, then you have to take new ground in that area. Not, am I just going to like not be fearful and think of lack? I'm actually now going to step into generosity. Like, you've got to take new ground. You've got to take new territory so the enemy can't pull you back in to the old patterns that set you up to be oppressed in the first place. And I have no idea where I'm at in my notes. Oh, I kind of did this at the 830. Let me see. How do I want to land this? James 4, 7 through the first part of verse 8. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. You've got to submit ourselves to God, surrender ourselves to God. We've got to resist the devil from going back into those old patterns, those old habits, those old relationships, those old patterns of thinking. We've got to renew our mind, and you can only do that by drawing near to God. Drawing near to him, getting in his word, understanding who you are, what his promises are for you. You have to know what he calls you to, what your promises are, or else you'll fall into any trap the enemy tries to convince you of. We've got to draw near to God. So freedom is going to start right now with one powerful encounter. But maintaining it needs to be by a transformed life. We have to live a life of transformation. And if we don't, if we rely on the powerful encounter and don't continue on to truly transform our lives, we'll just fall back. And a lot of times the Bible says we're worse off. When God sets you free and then you don't do the work, your part, and you go back to the old patterns, the old sinful ways, the old choices, it actually ends up worse for you. So I want to make sure you guys are ready to get set free. 
Like I had to get to a place where I was, I was truly ready to let go of my frogs. If I would have got delivered of my fear, but then went right back into my old pattern of dealing with fear, I would have been tormented seven times worse, the Bible says. So you need to be ready to take responsibility for your freedom moving forward. You need to take responsibility. And I feel like a lot of us uh, have allowed, we've kind of been defined, I think, by our demons. Oh, I'm just fearful. I'm just a fearful person. Just anxious. I've always been anxious. Oh, I've always had, oh, it runs in my family. This thyroid thing, this hormone disorder, this disease. Oh, it just runs in my family line. And we start identifying with our demons. Like, when, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to stop identifying ourselves with literally the things that the devil is dishing up to us. God did not give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a, a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. God did not give you a spirit of timidity. He gave you a spirit of power and authority. God, you are, you, you are not subjected to family line infirmities and dysfunction. Let's break that spirit of infirmity off of your life. It can be done with you. That curse of divorce from generation to generation, it can stop. It can stop right now with you. Don't identify with those things. You need to start identifying with the promises of God and who he says he is to us and he, what he says we are to him. So I'm, we're just going to open up the, and this is what I, my plan, so we literally have a good 20 minutes, 25, 30 if absolutely necessary, but I'm going to invite up the ministry team here in a minute, and they're just going to stand up here, and we're going to come forward. So some of you, this may have been really great information for you to share with a friend. Maybe you don't, nothing really triggered, you know, a, a need for a response for prayer, but some people in here, everything is going to change in a moment just like it did for me. And so, just to kind of let you know what's going to happen. We're going to be praying for people. If you're not receiving prayer, this isn't a spectator sport. We are pressing in for our brothers and sisters in Christ and believing for their freedom. I shudder to think of where I would be and what my life would be like if I wasn't set free. And what I needed was people agreeing with me, my husband, my aunt, and uncle, just believing for my freedom for me. So just be, just be praying in the spirit, stretching your hand out towards people that are being ministered to on the front. How amazing is it going to be for people that are going to be set free today? This is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. People live with such torment in their minds. People can't sleep at night. They live in fear. Oh, my gosh. It's going to change right now in a moment. And I just need to let you know, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes there's a little tear, a little emotion, just a sweet prayer in the authority of Jesus and people are set free. But some people have been carrying stuff like that seven-year-old woman for decades. And there's some strongholds. So you know what? Don't get all stressed out if it gets a little loud or if someone falls on the ground or someone needs to vomit. It happens. It happens. But you know what? Vomit away because you're going to be free when you're done. It's fine. And no one's sitting there judging you and so oh, they must have all this sin in their life. No, a lot of times we carry stuff because someone damaged us. So this isn't a, a chance to, oh, who's, who's having the biggest manifestation? They must be really bad. No. 
I was wounded. I was wounded. It was nothing I did. Things were done to me that caused me to be that way. So this is so exciting and so powerful. Be pressing in for your brothers and sisters. There is no judgment. This is the safest place, the safest place for you. God loves you so much, and he has prepared you for this moment to set the captives free. He is parting the sea right now. He's going to part the sea, and you're going to walk into your freedom. You are going to walk out of here different than you walked in here. So church... I'm going to pray a prayer over everyone, and I'm going to invite the ministry team forward. And if you need prayer, you not tomorrow, you guys. Not tomorrow, but today. Today is a day for freedom. God, I thank you for each and every person in this place. God, I thank you for this moment, this moment of freedom, this moment of transformation. God, I declare right now the enemy is defeated over each and every life. Your plans, your schemes, devil, are exposed right now. We will not live under your torment. We call out all the unclean spirits right now in the name of Jesus, and we declare that you are free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. God, deliver them in this moment. God, you are more than able. You are more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all they ever ask, hope, or imagine. Set the captives free today in the name of Jesus, I pray. And the church said, amen. Come forward. Thank you so much for joining us online. We hope you had a powerful experience. We want to take this time to personally help you navigate the next steps in becoming connected. If you made a decision for Christ today, need prayer, or want more information about our church, go to our website, c3sandiego.com. And if you didn't get a chance to give online during service and would like to contribute financially, you can go to c3give.com and click on the giving option that works best for you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you at church.